Hey y'all, it's Nicole here. Welcome to For Your Conscious Consideration. Today, it is just me. You got me all to yourself on today's Conscious Share episode. Candace and I really wanted to do these as a way for you to get to know us as individuals and experience what we're going through on our own, how we're dealing with it, how we're coping, and get a little one-on-one time with us. So get cozy, get ready. Today we're going to be talking about accepting ourselves rather than trying to change ourselves. I'm really excited to dive into this topic. So I have been going through a lot the past few weeks, as I'm sure all of us have, right? It's been a really eye-opening, interesting past year for everyone in a way that I don't think we've really experienced before, as a collective anyway. And so this past week in particular, I have been really practicing the act of acceptance of who I am and where I am in this present moment. And that is something that I think is talked about frequently of needing to accept ourselves where we're at in order to make any type of difference or change in our lives. But the deeper I was going into this topic and this concept, I was realizing how often that is said and then not really acted upon or not really, we don't hold ourselves accountable to that phrase of accepting ourselves where we're at. And my background is in, you know, the coaching world and self-improvement and this place where the rhetoric is very much you are in control of your life, you have the ability to change the way that you're living, you have the ability to improve your life. And while I believe that, and while I understand what that's trying to get at on a deeper level, I feel like there is this surface level bullshit that happens when we talk about changing ourselves. And after a few years of, you know, being trained in the coaching industry and then going on to being a practicing coach, I started to realize that we can't change who we are. It's impossible to change who we are. And it's actually a disservice to ourselves if we're trying to change who we are. All we can do is accept ourselves and accept who we are and where we are and what we do. And what we can change is how we feel about ourselves. And I really feel like that is so powerful. It was powerful for me anyways to really understand that we don't need to change who we are to have the life we want. We just need to learn to accept ourselves and learn to change how we feel about ourselves. 
And that, that's a really big topic that I'm, I'm not sure how deep I'm going to get into this because I do want to keep these conscious shares to a minimum of, you know, 20-ish minutes so that we can really dive into these concepts on our own and you can take this and start to consciously consider this and apply it to your own life and your own teachings and your own experiences. I really feel like we all as individuals were brought to this planet with our own unique genius. And by that I mean our own unique individual way of approaching life, seeing life, dealing with life. And although the wellness and the coaching industry talks about the need to accept yourself, I just have been feeling this lack of integrity with those words and a lack of follow-up with that because, I mean, at the end of the day, the wellness and the coaching industry are rooted in capitalism. They're rooted in systems that profit off of our brokenness, off of our non-acceptance of ourselves. You know, we wouldn't need these tools if we were to already accept ourselves. And so Candace and I did do an episode of Redefining Acceptance, which is actually one of our most popular episodes. And there's really there's really no surprise there for me because I do think acceptance is something we all really struggle with because we live in a world of shoulds and coulds and we have so many examples of how we should be showing up and who we should be in order to be successful and we we have so many platforms that allow us to compare ourselves to other people and I've been struggling with that a lot lately where I go on social media and I'm seeing other leaders in the industry I'm in and seeing the way that they perform success and immediately my brain goes to well I need to change I need to do something different I need to be something different in order to get to where they're at and I do I have that practice you know there's days there's ups and down days where days I feel good about myself and I'm feeling centered about where I am and who I am and knowing that I'm different and that's what's the most valuable thing about me and that success gets to look different for me. And then there's down days where I am feeling worthless. I'm feeling like everything I'm doing is wrong because I don't see myself in the ways that I'm seeing the success of others. And I feel like there's just been this major, major shift in me lately where every time I feel that comparison coming in or that worthlessness of myself coming in, I consciously have to bring myself back to my center and say, hold on a second, Nicole, like you have so much more going on within you that you don't need to be comparing yourself to someone else. 
And what you can be doing, what you can be spending that same energy on is coming back to yourself and coming back to understanding your uniqueness and accepting yourself for yourself. And this takes immense practice and, you know, life, life is cyclical, which means we will face lessons frequently over and over again in life. And we'll enter into those lessons at different stages and different perspectives. And so I know that this practice of acceptance, there is no end destination. I will always be learning how to accept myself more and more and how to compare myself less and less to others. And the reason I continuously lean into this lesson and into this practice of accepting myself rather than trying to change myself is because when I do, I see those small glimpses and sometimes they're large glimpses, but even just the small glimpses of feeling whole and feeling centered and feeling good about myself because I'm learning to accept myself for who I am and what I bring to this world. And I've talked about this many times in different ways of just how important our individual uniqueness is for the goal of wholeness for the whole world, right? Like our individuation is so important in the bigger picture of things because if we were all just one big army of minions who were doing things the exact same i don't need like i don't even have the space to think about what a world would look like if we all tried to be the exact same but for some reason there is this pull there is this allure to trying to be like the other people we see instead of taking a second to really understand the value in being who we are. And I think another thing that's really important to talk about when we talk about how, you know, we can't change ourselves, we can only learn to accept ourselves and change how we feel about ourselves is the paradox of when you do stop trying to change yourself and instead try to accept yourself, the paradox is that you do change and you do have this shift in perspective of, like, without this active force of trying to change into something you're not meant to be. And so, okay, I mean, let's 
think about this in a practical way. I want to give y'all some some of the practices and actual tips that I use myself in moments of trying to accept myself and learning to accept myself. And so if you haven't already, and if this is something you're struggling with, or maybe you're not even so much struggling with it anymore, but you just might be in the practice of learning how to accept yourself on deeper levels, I definitely invite you to to listen to our redefining acceptance episode, which is number 26. Absolutely check that out. That was a really, really good episode where we define what acceptance is, and Candace and I go in and talk about our own definitions of acceptance. And that gives you the foundation of what is acceptance and gives you some tools on how to define acceptance for yourself. And from there, that that episode and what we discuss on that episode has been unraveling and unfolding for me in my own life and how, like I was saying, those those down days when I want to compare myself to everyone else, I want to be in a different place, I want to be doing different things, and not only like wanting different things, but there's also that level of regret of things I've done in the past that I wish I did differently, or like that mindset of, oh, if I did things differently, then I would be in a different place right now. And maybe that place, that different place would be more of what the success I see others to have. And so when I'm in those days and in that mindset, because sometimes it's not even a whole day, sometimes it's just a moment within a day, my, I mean, my number one practice is always to sit with myself, to close my eyes, and to breathe deeply. And this is, it's one of those tools, you know, like breathing and meditation that I think we take for granted. Everyone is always talking in the wellness world how important meditation is and how beneficial it is. And honestly, that is great, like to speak about it. And it's a whole different experience when you start to build your own practice with breathing and meditation. When you actually take the time to sit with yourself and breathe and to come back to your center. And it's no longer this like cognitive, oh, meditation is great for you. It has all these list of benefits and it helps with self-regulation. It helps calm your nervous system, right? Like all the facts and figures that we hear about when talking about meditation. It is so different when we start to embody it and we actually experience it in our own way. Like I can tell you a million times to have a meditation practice and then it it, it can become like this to-do list, have to do thing, which again is a whole nother level of comparison and being like, oh, that person meditates every day and in order for me to get to where they get, I have to do it, which I am a huge culprit of that. My teachers have said their number one formula to success, to the success that they have is dedicated to their daily meditation practice. So 
my comparison brain immediately is like, oh, well, if I want that success, I have to be doing meditation for that reason alone. And that is not going to get us anywhere. I'm telling you that from firsthand experience, trying to do something to get to where somebody else is doesn't get you to where somebody else is. You're never going to get to where somebody else is because you're not that person. You need to come back to yourself. You need to find what you need and why you need it. And so I say all that because I don't want this tool of me telling you that meditation helps me come back to myself. It helps me to accept myself to be another thing you put on your to-do list. I want it to be something that you come to on your own and you experience it. And you, you notice in those moments of comparison, when you're in those places of like, I should be doing differently, I should, I could, I would, in those moments, becoming aware that you're in those moments and then countering that pattern and that habit with a conscious breath, with a moment with yourself and in doing that, you get to experience the, like, the personal benefits of a meditation practice, the personal benefits of a breathing practice that help you come back to yourself and help reveal to you the importance of who you are and help reinforce your own acceptance of yourself. So my number one personal tool that I use in the battle of self-acceptance is to breathe and to sit with myself and to come back to who I am and how I'm feeling in this very moment. Another major tool that I use in the battle of self-acceptance <laughs> is the reminder that none of us know essentially anything on this planet, meaning we are intellectual beings who want to cognitively be able to explain what is happening to us as individuals and then also want to be able to explain what is happening to us as a collective and we want to be like these leaders and these know-it-alls in a sense of like we know what's going on we know why it's going on and this is how you overcome it or this is what you do you know what I mean so when I'm in those moments of having a hard time accepting who I am and wanting to change who I am, I remind myself that nobody knows what's going on here, no matter how how much research we put into things, how much time we try and figure out what's going on here. At the end of the day, none of us know, and that is a terrifying thing as well as a beautiful thing. But it's comforting to me to 
to remind myself that even though I'm on the pursuit of wanting to know everything, that I don't know everything and nobody knows anything. And when I wrap my brain around that as I'm sitting there, as I'm breathing and meditating, there's like this bodily sensation of release and relief. It doesn't feel so heavy anymore. It doesn't feel like there's much for me to compare myself to anymore when I remember that there is no right way to do anything. And that gives me the space to show up as I am and show up in the way that I want to show up and be the person that I want to be. And of course, this is a very large conscious topic that we can come at in so many different ways. Because I'll say it again, we don't need to change who we are to have the life we want. We need to learn to accept ourselves and learn to change how we feel about ourselves. And while that goes deep, meaning self-reflection and understanding how our beliefs and experiences have been built upon many external things, meaning what other people have told us, what our family and friends have experienced, and how we base our own experiences and expectations off of what others have experienced. It can also be slightly simpler in our approach of trying to change how we feel about ourselves. And I think the way that I do that in my own personal experience is I sit with myself and I ask myself the actual question, how do I feel about the way I'm showing up right now? And when I'm in those low days, I'm usually only asking these questions when I'm in those low days. When I'm feeling good and I'm feeling centered and there's days where I'm just intrinsically accepting myself, there's not as much need for me to slow down and ask myself these questions. So these questions usually are the tools that I bring in when I'm having a hard time accepting myself which is a whole nother topic that we should get into at another day of how to use these same tools on good days to even make the good days more good for ourselves and more enjoyable. But these tools of asking yourself how you feel gives you insight that no one else can give you. And I'll give, I'll give an example. So like I said, the past this past week has been all over the place for me. And on those down days where I'm on Instagram and scrolling and being like, oh, I wish I had 
this practice, I wish I had these clients that this person is having, or like even I wish I had that apartment with these beautiful plants and this altar, and then my brain goes into them, like if I had that, I would have more things, I would be successful, I would be considered X, Y, and Z. And so in those moments where I'm like aware that I'm doing that, I take a second and I ask myself, what are you feeling? Instead of being up in your head and just being like, I wish I had this, this would mean that I'd be successful if I did. And that's very like cognitive, trying to stay in the mental plane. And so I bring myself into the emotional plane and I say, how do you feel about this? What emotions are coming up? And I actually identify it. And I, I say, I feel worthless. I feel frustrated. I feel like a failure and failure is and isn't really an emotion, but really tapping into those emotion words and then continuously going from there and sitting with that emotion and feeling that emotion rather than trying to conceptualize why I feel that way, just letting myself feel that way right there in that moment. And that is a whole nother lesson and conversation to have as well of how powerful just feeling our emotions is rather than trying to like figure out why we feel a certain way and instead just feeling that certain way and seeing where that takes us. And for me, when I feel, when I allow myself to feel emotions rather than think about why I'm feeling the emotion, my body changes, like my actual body will start to tingle or it will start to feel lighter and sometimes it will start to feel heavier and that then lets our mind shift, right? Because it's connected, so they're not disconnected. And when you do focus on the emotion first and allow yourself to feel that emotion, then your mind is able to go to different places that it wasn't able to get to before. And I really think that that last one is, is really important because acceptance feels different in the body when we become aware of it. And so even asking yourself, how does acceptance feel to you in the body, physically? Bringing to your attention right now something you're having a hard time accepting about yourself. Taking a moment right now, literally right now as you listen to this, What is one thing you're having a challenging time accepting about yourself? And just feel it. Feel it in the body. And by that, I just mean like where, is there anywhere in your body you're feeling tense? Or did you start to like bring your shoulders closer to your ears? Did your jaw clench? And just feel what it feels like for you in your body to struggle with accepting that part of you. And then I invite you to close your eyes for a minute and take a few deep breaths.
and just ask yourself, what would it feel like to accept this part of myself? And it's okay if it's challenging. It's okay if you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Nicole? (laughs) I get that. We're all at different levels. And this is, this could be something that doesn't work for you. And you just need to leave it for right now. You're always welcome to take what works for you and leave what doesn't. But for those of you who this is working for right now, leaning into that feeling of what would it feel like to accept this part of myself and just noticing if there's any physical shifts in the body and knowing that being able to experience it can help us feel it more and more and also knowing that being able to experience it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be easy to come back to this feeling again. Again, life is cyclical. It is not linear. So when we become aware of something, there's a chance that we'll forget it and we'll be faced with needing to remember it again down the line. So take that with you as a tool. I hope that these tips and tricks of how I've been coping and attempting to deal with my own battle of accepting myself can help you. And I'd like to just leave on the note of this idea of acceptance. It's okay if you don't accept yourself. There isn't like this gold ticket to the best life once you accept yourself and so it's it's important to remind yourself that this is a practice of acceptance and I wanted to bring this conversation into consciousness for us all because the message, that message that the wellness community and the coaching community is constantly saying that You need to change in order to have the best life you want. I just want to offer a different perspective on that. To know that, for one, you don't need to change. And like I said, it is a disservice to ourselves if we think we need to change. And what we really could all benefit from is just accepting ourselves for who we are and where we are and I know that that is easy for some and a huge huge battle for others when we live in a world where we're constantly bombarded with how to better ourselves how to improve ourselves how to be different how to achieve results that other people tell us we're supposed to achieve. And all I ask and all I intend with this conversation is to bring a different focus into these conversations, into this rhetoric, 
knowing that we can challenge the things we're being told. And there's times when we should challenge it and there's times when our bodies need to not challenge it and just retreat. So I hope that this conversation has given you an opportunity to consider what it would mean for you to stop trying to change who you are and learn how to accept yourself for who you are and know that we're all struggling with this idea of acceptance, of self-acceptance. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening in and being a part of this conversation. Please reach out. We have the opportunity and ability for you to send us a voice message directly to Candace and I. The link is in our bio on our Instagram. You can also find that on our Anchor platform. It always feels so good to have a conversation with you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now, love.